Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Talking about chicken a la king Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh Little potatoes and vegetables With roasted garlic and basil Zucchini ziti Granola fruit bar Look at all this beautiful food Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, an incredible Stand-up comic, writer, actor, producer, all the hyphens. He has written for such television series as Blackish, Survivor's Remorse, The Arsenio Hall Show, The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore, Whitney, and he has acted on Everybody Hates Chris, amongst others. His comedy specials, Good Luck Everybody and Anonymous, are fantastic. Please welcome my buddy, Owen Smith. Thanks, man. And thanks to you, I'm showrunner now. I showran the last OG. That's right. You show ran the last OG. I mean, thanks to you, man. Thanks to you. Yeah, me. A, a chance meeting we had at some yoga studio turned comedy room. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Yeah, we were at a yoga studio turned comedy room, and then we had lunch. Yes, and yes, you were pitching them. I was hitting a wall selling shows. Yeah. You know, the idea is good, but I just couldn't get to the, I couldn't piece it together. Yeah. Then you said, I've gotten really good at selling shows. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like you just stepped out of like Mission Impossible. Like, I was like, where did you go? It was like comic to comic, just talking in the language that we speak. It just helped unlock something for me. Well, wow. That is high praise. I mean, you're giving me way more credit than I deserve, but thank you. Um, It's always good when, because you know, how many times do you like try to give people advice and they just don't take it and then they keep complaining about not doing anything? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not that way, man. Apparently, I learned I had a face where people think I always have it uh, worked out. (laughs) Right. Like, no, I need help, too. Yeah, you do have one of those faces. Like, I, I yeah. need. He's a sage. He has all. He has all the answers. I mean, I I know that I don't know a lot about anything. I I, I might know three things. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing. I feel like, and I, we're getting a little off topic, everyone. But I promise we'll get back into food. Okay. But I feel like my most successful friends, or the, even the most successful people that I'm not like super close with, whenever I ask them for advice or ask them for help on something, yeah. they will. Give me all the keys to the kingdom. They will tell me exactly what I need to do. And nine times out of ten, they just know how much hard work it is and that most people aren't going to do it. So they don't care. Like, I don't know if you know Steve Hofstetter. Like, the guy has, like, yeah, Steve, like, runs an empire of, like, media and this and that. And I'm, like, once every couple of years, I'm like, Steve, how do you do this thing? He's like, okay, you got to get this equipment, this equipment. He'll put together the Amazon list. Be like, you got to take a class, learn how to do this, learn how to do that. I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Wow. (laughs) I need to give him a call then. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's get into your fridge. All right, you guys can see Owen's fridge on my Instagram at Stand Up Dan. And here we oh, go. Now, there it is. 
Owen sent me, uh, f- I mean, he sent me like 30 fucking pictures of his fridge. And I gave like, you coverage. I gave you coverage. <laughs> he gave me a lot of coverage. Different <laughs> angles. So here's, at the expense of sounding uh, phallic, which is not, I'm not trying to be gauche. <laughs> you have a very long, thin fridge. It's a... <laughs> Oh, hilarious. It goes very, it's a big fridge, but it's very thin and high. Like, this is not a short person's fridge. No, no. My wife is 5'5, I'm 6'5. So, everything in our home is kind of like on the tall side. All the junk food is at the top for you, and all the healthy stuff is at the bottom for her. (laughs) Oh, you should do a whole nother, especially when you interview uh, black folks, you should take, have us send pictures of the top of our fridge. (laughs) Oh, wait, tell me. Growing up, that used to be our pantry. Like, I heard Uh LeBron say that one time. He was like, I didn't even know what a pantry was. And so, you know, got a home. Our pantry was the top of the fridge. (laughs) Like, that's where the cereal boxes would be. That's amazing. Uh, You know, the potato chips, all the, you know, the donuts, everything would just be up top. That's hilarious. And do you, are you still pantrying on top of your fridge? Oh, yeah. We we have a pantry, but I still pantry on top. I should have said, giving you a picture of the top. All the processed foods we're trying to get our kids off of, but, you know, all at the top. I love that you have an actual pantry now, but you're like, no, I have to remember my roots. Yeah, still got to do that. <laughs> still Jenny from the block. <laughs> the That's potato. that apartment living, man. Are you a potato chip uh, nerd? Aficionado? I am, man. Oh, you know, so bad. I will try any new flavor. You know what I was, you know what I've been on? What? And what I would love to do, um, Master P has these chips called wrap snacks. Okay. And for a second, they were in my my Ralph's where I live. But I think you have to buy shelf space. Like uh-huh. you, you have to pay rent to get your, yeah. your stuff on there. Cause I, I would try to I would try to fight for it to get it like, you know, where it was. I, I really want my next show, like I want in our crafty, I want it to be just all like wrap snacks, potato chips. So I have like a wrap snacks vending machine on the sound stage for the crew. This is what the actual strike is about, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're out in the streets for. All right. We need wrap snacks. We need wrap snacks. On Heavy every- flavor. You know where it came from? Wait, what are wrap snacks? I don't even know. So, what oh, wrap snacks. So Master P is a rapper. I know who Master P is. Yeah, you don't have to start from the beginning. Producer. Okay. So then <laughs> he gets he gets out of the people business and gets into the product business. Okay. So he sells shoes. I, I believe he has his own clothing line, but then he started getting into cereals and pastas and what? Uh you know, uh ramen noodles, basically everything we ate as kids. But the rap snacks, what he would do is he, I think he would partner with rappers. So their pictures would be on the bag, like Nicki Minaj and have her flavor chips, Meek Mill, like all these people had their own flavors. Um, when I was, when I was shooting the last OG, you could get them, you can get them in every bodega in Brooklyn. So I was like, I had the whole crew on them. It's fantastic. Cause it's not just barbecue. It's like barbecue, honey, spicy, you know, sweet and sour. It's like, it's like a long name. Like every flavor is like this long name of just flavors in this fan. Does it have like a hip-hop name? Does he give it anything yeah, hip-hop? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, we gotta you should look it up. I don't I don't know um, the names, but it's like Nicki Minaj's something, something, something. Or Oh my god, hilarious. The packaging is a little busy for me. It's catering probably to like a younger demographic. Oh my god, rap snacks. Lil Baby all in flavor. There you go. There you go. Little baby has an all-in flavor. Like I was, I was thinking about 
putting the wrap snacks vending machines like in like <laughs> white neighborhoods with grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a little bit of that hip-hop life on their way out dude migos sour cream ranch come on rick man. ross sweet chili lemon pepper and by the way on the top of it it says the goal is to be rich forever come on that's some heavy potato chip yeah affirmation yes affirmation. affirmations on it you know what i mean snoop has og barbecue cheddar yeah uh, everything and it says stay true to your vision at the top of that one if if the rap snacks people hear this, please send me some, bro. Send me some, Dan. You taught me that. You you get the hookups, man. Oh, I'm obsessed with influencing. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. So look, we got to tweet this out to them. I love I love what they're what they are doing. Man. Like, by the way, this is such sad influencing because these chips are one dollar and ninety nine cents, Owen. Yeah, I, I I try to do the influencing for the for free grills and shit. Oh oh oh! I see what you're saying. I need. I need you're to like up. I want the 99 cent chip sent to me. <laughs> when I would bring it up because I was trying to pitch it on the last OG, like I want I want them eating wrap snacks, and like nobody knew what it was, and I was telling them, and I was like, contact him and see if we could do like a you know one of those deals where we place it in the show. And <laughs> oh, it's so funny you say that, dude. When I did the crew, which was one season on Netflix. But I remember there was a scene in the second episode where I'm sitting at a table and I'm eating ruffles. And the ruffles had ruffles paid Uh $25,000 to be in this one fucking scene. Yeah. And it was like we shot it so many times because the bag had to be pointed in the right way. And they had to send it to the brand for approval before we like moved on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We did a deal with an Alexa, right? Okay. And the rules, the way we had to treat the Alexa and what we could say around it and da 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 da. I wanted to send my children to school with those same rules. Like, <laughs> like it was so protective. You know, oh we figured it God. out. And here Tracy Morgan be like, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a thing, you know. <laughs> it was great. That is amazing. I mean, Alexa is a very fun thing to put in a scene. I'm sure you could have fun yeah. with an Alexa. Well, that's the thing. Of you know, our community, of course, with stuff we wanted to do, but they were like, all oh, that was on the list. You couldn't do it. It was like, oh, that's amazing. You could not bully this product at all. <laughs> <laughs> it had diplomatic diplomatic plates. This Alexa, <laughs> you couldn't fuck with it. All right, let's get back into this fridge. So my my okay. overall assessment is this is an extremely healthy fridge. Ah, thank it you. is. It's a very healthy fridge. Trying, man. I don't want to be stereotypical, but I did not expect this out of a black man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know that you're a health you're you're a health nut and like you care a lot about the stuff that you eat, but um this is fucking nuts. I forget. Are you veg? Are you vegetarian? My journey right now. I'm a big fan for me because of my age. I just turned 50. So when I lived in New York, that was back when everybody, they were doing these, um, the lemonade fast, the cayenne fast or whatever. And yes. They, and it wasn't like great for you. Surprise, surprise. Drinking lemonade with the hot pepper flakes isn't good for you when yeah. you have it for a week. <laughs> yeah. That was back when I was still acting a little bit. And I'd, I remember I booked like this movie. And I had to have my shirt off. And I said, man, there's no way I'm... So I did the lemonade fast and dropped some pounds. <laughs> and it was all, I was all right. But then when I was working on Are We There Yet, we shot three episodes a week. And I was always on the floor with the actors and stuff. So I was on my feet constantly. And I was, you know, overweight. 
And I was like, I got to drop these LBs, man. And so I saw the documentary Fat Sick or, or Nearly Dead. I think it is Fat Sick and Nearly Dead or Fat Sick or Nearly Dead about this Australian guy who comes over to the States and he drinks nothing but green juice trying to get folks on on, on this drinking green, green drinks. Right. And he was breaking it down about basically gut health. And I, I, I like got it like, oh, because like enzymes when you're younger, like enzymes break down the food you eat. Right. And then as you get older, you get less and less enzymes. So to me, I was like, oh, man, I, I, all the stuff I love to eat when I was younger, I can still eat, but my body's not going to break it down right. as fast and it just sit there. So I do this green juice fast while I'm in New York. And what happens is your taste buds change. If you drink, if you drink green juices for three days, then your taste buds are different. Because when you eat out at restaurants and stuff, it's a lot of salt, sugar, and fat and a lot of yeah. the food. And that kind of dullens your taste buds. So then when you bite into a piece of fruit, you're like, yeah, it's all right. Right. But when you when you bite into a piece of fruit after you do like a green juice fast, you're like, man, this is amazing. What, what is this? <laughs> yeah. You'll bite into a tomato, like, damn, tomatoes taste like this. <laughs> it's like candy. So when I came off of the the green juice fast, I made a decision. I said, I'm going to try this raw food. Oh, shit. You're a raw guy. I did raw food for a full year, man. I'd never been in better shape in my life. And I got obsessed, man. Like, I I bought the books. I, I bought a dehydrator. I bought a Vitamix uh, Holy blender. Cow. I was making raw cheesecakes and raw. My, my friends were clowning me because it would take me 24 hours to make a pancake. <laughs> 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 You're like, I'm sprouting the spirulina right now in my closet. Yes, I was in Harlem. I had my apartment in Harlem. Wasn't married or in any really anything really serious. It was just work, comedy, and, and my raw food. And and I was making breads and, and crust for pizza, making raw pizza. I was killing these salads and doing great stuff for like kale and making kale delicious and, and making like untuna with from um from seeds and um i was i was i was killing the game man can we pause for a second and talk about these the fake names that they give to uh raw foods i know yeah it it needs a marketing like faking for like fake bacon yeah yeah and then i mean untuna is probably the least creative i know name for a fake tuna what about like phone phona no two not two not two not boom (laughs) Make a fortune, I'm telling you, man, because it needs it needs it needs uh, it needs a rebranding. These, these yeah. raw food people have no more blood going to their brains. And <laughs> See, there just... you go. But that's the opposite. We're <laughs> way more. They will make way more alert. And what happens is you start getting arrogant, and you start getting cocky because you look at all these dead food eaters. You're like, look at all these weak people who <laughs> can't wait 36 hours to eat a meal. <laughs> It's like when you have hang out with your alcoholic friend and they're like not drinking, they're sober, yeah, and they're just like judging you as you drink. They're like, look at no, him. Oh, he crazy. needs to numb his senses. It's crazy. I, did, I didn't have morning <laughs> breath. You don't have morning breath. You don't need to. I, I still wore deodorant, but people were like, you don't need to wear deodorant. I didn't try that, but I just felt amazing, man. But socially, it's like one of the hardest things to do socially. Right. The reason you don't have to wear deodorant is because you no longer have friends. And so it doesn't matter what you smell like. Because no one wants to hang out with you because you're annoying at restaurants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't eat anything. You can't eat, you're, you're drinking salsa water, and then you're even nervous about that because you're like, mm, "This is an alkaline. I like alkaline." Oh my god! Man, I, went, I went all the way. I went all the way, man. If it was a cult, I was in it, right? Wow. Wait. Oh, and where, did you grow up in the Bahamas, or you're? From- I was born in the Bahamas, born in okay. Nassau, Bahamas, and I think 
that might I don't know, but I you know when I when I would I would go visit every summer and we used to get mangoes and and all of that stuff and I don't know man I just loved it I really dug it because there were like a lot of foods in the classic American diet I didn't really mess with but the plant based version of it or the raw version of it I really liked I just bro couldn't. I don't understand how a black man from the Bahamas somehow became a white Pilates instructor from fucking <laughs> Venice. <laughs> I know a lot of my friends were like, you should really like, so doing because it, that this is a space dominated by very like well-intentioned, like white women, usually right. like the ones that, but if it was a brother like me, like, yeah, man, I'm gonna show you how to make almond milk. Uh, out of, it's you not know. a bad idea. It's not a bad idea actually. Cause I'm gonna tell you, one of the first things I made for my wife when we were dating, because I was still on it when I met her. Wow, that's true love if she was with you while oh, you were Oh, man, let that. me tell you, it was so funny. I made her raw lasagna, right? Uh-huh. Where it's from zucchini and you, you know, you make it and it looked all pretty and gourmet because I, I used to eat at the restaurant. You know, the woman they did the documentary on? Oh, the one at the raw food place yeah, in New York? Yeah. The name of the place is Raw, right? Was that what it was? I no. can't remember, but I used to raw talk to my food, mom. Raw Food and Wine or something. You no, know, well, Raw Food and Wine is the one out here, but the one in New York was called something else, and it was okay. nice, man. I took my mom. They had, like, the best desserts and just the best the best meals, and so... And I have all their books, and so I was making all their recipes, and I was, I was all in, man. Yo, if you needed any more evidence that Owen does very well financially... Ah! <laughs> These fucking restaurants, you're paying 50 bucks for a slice of eggplant. This, this is before I had kids, man. <laughs> oh, oh, and so what I learned about myself was that I didn't necessarily love potato chips. I didn't necessarily love fried chicken or, or hamburgers or anything. I loved, like, the seasonings on it. Right. And when you are eating raw food, you have a, it's like, you have a lot of time to, like, Wait for your food to get ready. So you, you just learn more about like why you choose to eat the things you eat. And so I was really, I was on one, man. And I remember when I made my wife this raw lasagna and I presented it to her. She took a picture of it. She told me this later and she sent it to her sister. Her sister said, was that before or after you threw it up? Oh my God. Because <laughs> she said it looked like spit up on the place. She said, hey, no lasagna. She married me anyway, man. But I haven't done the raw food thing like since then. So now I'm kind of like, I teeter between plant-based yeah. uh, uh, forks over knives thing. So do you just, you, you, you only get your dieting tips from Netflix is what I'm understanding. Nah, well, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't watch them. I wasn't really a fan of the forks over knives documentary, but I kind of like saw some of their recipes. I said, Oh, that's interesting. So what they basically do is they cook without oil. Oh, for the love of God. They, and they have these great recipes where you can make pesto and instead of using oil, I'm telling you, man, you use, and, and this is when people start making fun of you because you go, it tastes just like it. Come out with it. Use what? Use vegetable broth instead of oil, man. So like, so if I made you a, a pesto, I would take basil, garlic, like Himalayan sea salt, uh, nutritional yeast, pine nuts, put them in a um, food processor. Yeah. Instead of adding the oil, I would add vegetable broth. And it's hot, man. I'm telling you, it's dope. I mean... My Nona, my Nona is rolling in her grave. <laughs> I know, I know, Dan. She's, I know. she's not even Italian. She's not even Italian. She's rolling in honor of the other Nonas that she's buried next to. I'm not gonna lie, man. When I when I do eat like that, I do feel lighter and I feel a little better. I mean, it's not the way I would live, but if I had to choose an extreme, way better that extreme 
than the other extreme of like only wanting shitty foods. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't judge, man. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Well, I went through my judgy period when I was on my raw food. I'm telling you, I was so judgy walking through New York. Like, look at all these. Oh, they they don't have the resolve that I have. Man, it was so funny. The 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 inner monologue I had walking down one two fifth, and I see people like, yo yo yo, let me get some of that. Man, look, look at you eating that processed. <laughs> but um, if you look at my fridge, you can clearly see I'm the only one in my family that tries to hold that line. Like, no, listen, man, I think you got a very solid fridge for someone who wants to be healthy here. Yeah, but let's start with the top row. We've got um some blueberries, we got some eggs, we got some yeah. raspberries, we've got. Celery stalks, it looks like, just sticking out of nowhere. What was that? I think that might be fresh parsley. I was making okay. some fresh parsley, yeah. Um, parsley, and then you got these two jars of God knows what hippy-dippy shit. Wait, wait, wait. Those are both oil-free salad dressings. Let me give let me give your listeners another tip. My listeners are jumping off of buildings on mass <laughs> right now. They're like, <laughs> oh, and oh. So listen, here's what you do, man. I'm, I'm going to give you a nice balsamic vinaigrette. <laughs> recipe that's, that's fire, right? Let's go. So you take your balsamic vinegar, right? And then what you would do is you would take Dijon mustard, put mm-hmm. that in there, get some garlic, put that in there. And what I learned in the raw food world, every meal or everything on your plate kind of has like four main things, a fat, an acid, a salt, and a sweet. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to have some type of oil. If you say fucking vegetable broth, this, this interview is nah, over. man, I got a new one for you. Oh, boy. Um, aquafaba. You heard of that? Isn't that like uh aftershave that my grandfather used to use? <laughs> or, or a group from Australia. It's like, or, or it's an improv shoot. Hi, we're aquafaba. <laughs> we're aquafaba. Give us a location. <laughs> a, a location and an inanimate, inanimate object, please. Yeah, we're aquafaba. Mm. <laughs> so now aquafaba is, if you ever open a can of chickpeas, and you drain the chickpeas, uh-huh. the, the, the drainage, that's called aquafaba. And you can technically put that in a bowl oh and blend it, and you can make plant-based mayonnaise from that. Yo, you guys are fucking gross. You're like, you're like playing MacGyver with your food, and you don't have to, Owen. This is what people were clowning on. You're fucking making up names for shit that doesn't have a name. It, first of all, that it needs a new name. Aquafire, it sounds like... Some Damn. fucking coolant that you put in your air conditioner or something. <laughs> now you're like, no, it's the it's the jizzy syrup that's left over in the fucking uh, beans. Listen, <laughs> you guys hit up Dan and let him know if you want us to do a podcast where every week I bring him <laughs> vegan and plant based terms. We shit on them and rename them. <laughs> <laughs> Call it bean bean broth. Bean broth. Way better bean name. Broth. There you go. Bean broth is funny. That's great. It's better like than it. fucking aqua. aqua. It's called aquafaba. That's what it's it is. It's not man. aquafaba. Someone just fucking Mr. <laughs> Lover, man. Aquafaba. What's your name? Yeah, my rap name. Aquafaba. Yeah, Lil Aquafaba. Lil Faba. Lil Aquafaba. Get some Lil Faba potato chips. Lil Faba rap snacks. Come on, son. Rap yeah, snacks. man. So, by the way, I just want you to know once we show this fridge to the world, Yes. You might want to put your alarm on and double lock your doors because, ladies and gentlemen, Owen Smith has a bottle of sriracha in his fridge. You know, there's a huge, you know there's a huge sriracha shortage right now. Are you serious? Bro, 
Walmart is selling two of these bottles that you have, like yeah. the regular size bottles, for yeah. $88. Oh, what? $88 for two of them. Walmart is price gouging sriracha, bro. I wonder what, I wonder if something happened with the crop. Yeah, I read a bunch about it, and apparently this guy, because there isn't a shortage of the chilies worldwide, okay. but his, he didn't diversify his suppliers of chilies. Yeah. I think he just went with like one farm in Mexico, and they got fucked because like they had extreme heat this year. Yeah. Um, so now all these other companies are coming in and trying to like, Fucking Tabasco is making a sriracha now. Everyone's making uh, a sriracha to try to take the market share. But what I'm saying is, yo, you got a gold mine in here. You can sell this mine. shit on eBay. Oh, they're in a strike. Yo, I'm selling. Hey, yo, I'm giving out. <laughs> I'm giving out uh, teaspoons of sriracha. <laughs> it's like when moms uh, are selling breast milk online. I'm still making it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you got to go to like one of the prote- the you know, our strikes and just like sit next to stand next to Fran Drescher and be like, yeah, and to piggyback off of what she's saying, I have to sell my hot sauce to make ends meet. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Who is this man? How did he get to the on the stage? I know. <laughs> Look, man, it's a great fridge. It's a very healthy fridge. It's it's the kind of fridge that I aspire to have. You know, it's full of vegetables and fun, and you can do a lot of fun stuff with this. Not too much entree food. It's a, a lot of good breakfast, lunch stuff. That's the thing, man. The entree comes from, you know, you got to put in that work. I make, I make entrees now, but I, I got to... Put those ingredients together to make an entree. What do you need? You need like a fucking petri dish. You need like a. It's like a. You're making it sound like like there's a Manhattan project for you to make, <laughs> to make a fucking roast chicken. No, we got chicken in there. It's just in the back. So I put out. I do chicken thighs. You know, my my daughter really loves salmon. Make me salmon, daddy. It's like, oh my gosh. Do you know? Oh, that's cute. My son loves the chicken. And you got Start- cold brew. You got that that cold brew in that's here. That's my you wife's. Be- yeah, she. That's her little thing every morning. Coming from the raw food world, I make incredible smoothies, man. You know those smoothies that they charge you, you know, $13 for in the store? Yeah. I hook, man, I hook them things up, man. Because I, I used to love Wendy's Frosties. Okay. So what you do is. Here we fucking go, Listen, here, listen man. Here, Because listen, all right, when here I was a kid. Go. You're going to be like, you know the you know the ice in the freezer that like forms on the on the floor of the freezer? Yeah, people don't know. That's the best ice for smoothies. So yeah, you got to get your chisel. Get a chisel. <laughs> yeah, we have a name for it. It's a Phoenix Rising uh, Blast blast Off Fava. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Lover, man. Fava. <laughs> what, dear boy? You know, Fava. Fava here. <laughs> <laughs> One night only. Aqua Fava. <laughs> <laughs> Funk Master Flex Night with Aquafaba. <laughs> oh, so let me tell you what you do. Sorry, when I was a kid, and I remember they did it on yeah. Friday. By the way, hold on. I'm going to stop you and say, I'm going to go smoothie for smoothie with you. I'm going to tell you what I do. Oh. I'm going to tell you what I do. You're going to be like, I put a, I put an egg in there and chicken breast. This is the rich white girl version of 8 Mile happening right now. I we're love gonna, it. I love it. I love it. We're going to have a smoothie off. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you want, oh, you want to hear something else that was crazy. I used to belong to a co-op. Was it the type of shit where you had to like work there three days out of the month? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay, here's what I do. Okay. I take my neutral bullet. Uh, I have frozen wild blueberries. Nice. From Maine. Okay, they fucking wrestle bears to get this shit. Okay, okay. 
I have bananas that I have cut myself and put in a Ziploc bag in the freezer. Brilliant. Put some of the bananas in there. Then I take a big spoon of protein powder, peanut butter, uh huh, and or and or or just or uh, tahini. Uh huh. I know. Oh, tahini gives the raw food people a little tingle. I know. I love does. tahini. It is, you know, tahini. You can also make a nice uh, Caesar salad dressing. Oh, fuck, fuck off! You can't. Also, <laughs> my God, food MacGyver's back, everybody. You can defuse a bomb with man, tahini. I only feel comfortable sharing this side <laughs> with you, man. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm in it. Keep going. Okay, then I will fill it up with water. Okay, uh-huh. I don't need the milk or whatever. I fill it up with water. Um, I put a big spoon of cinnamon. I take nice. a big thing of chia seeds. Ooh, uh-huh. Maybe uh, flax seeds as well. We'll do it on. And that's it. And sometimes I'll put a, a handful of spinach if I got it. Uh, nice. But that's that's the Dana Dude smoothie. First of all, I love the name. Yeah, I love the name and I love everything in that. I, 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 what do you do to sweeten it, or you just use the use the fruit? Yeah, the fruit to me sweetens it enough. You know, I feel like I'm very sensitive to, to overly sweet foods. Okay. When I'm making dessert, when I'm making anything from a cookbook, I cut the sugar in half because I'm like, I know that it's going to be too. I feel like the American palate will also very used to like very sugary stuff. Yes. So yes. for me, the sweetness from those wild blueberries, they're they feel like they're a lot sweeter than regular blueberries. And the bananas got a lot of sweetness. I'm good with the with the sweetness that it comes. Man, with. that's a beautiful smoothie, man. Do you want me to match you with a blueberry smoothie or just give you a? Give me your greatest your greatest hit. All right, I want I want the song September by Earth, Wind, and Fire right now. Well, I'm okay? gonna give you I'm gonna give you two. Oh, I'm getting it, I'm getting September and reasons. You get September and reasons because now <laughs> I am a I'm a proud father of the two. My son is six and my daughter just turned four, and I have tons of nieces and nephews. So I'm mm-hmm. so when they come over, I become like their sous chef, and they all request my smoothies. Right? Okay. And it makes me feel good because when I was a kid, my uncle Danny used to make ice cream in front of us. Hand churned? He would churn yeah, it by he hand? Would hand churn it, be right out there with the ice and the thing and make wow. ice cream right in front of us. That's cool. And he, I come from a family of like chefs and cooks. All my aunts, they walk around with recipes. Like when I was dating, I used to call my aunts and go, how do I make this steak? How do I make, uh, they'd be like, turn the, uh, you want to uh, preheat the oven? You know, they would know right. like, all the, how do I make yams? Okay, what you want to do it? Like it would be yeah. right in their head, right? <laughs> I come from a from scratch like family. And so and then my family on my father's side, they own a bakery in the Bahamas. So um, they used, I used to work in that in the summer. So I used to see they made all the wedding cakes and birthday cakes on the mm. island uh, or, or, or they had, you know, a majority of them. And so um, this is a huge buildup for a smoothie recipe, by the way. That's no, all I don't know. I'm just, I just I could just I go all over. But anyway, <laughs> so Bob was saying that to say I'm gonna give you the recipe, the smoothie recipe that I make for. It's here's what it sounds like. It sounds to me like you're like, oh no, I gotta one up that smoothie recipe. Let me try to do some smoke and mirrors so I can think in my head of some insane ingredients that'll really one up his smoothie. Let me go into stories about the bakery in Nassau. <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, here's here's a smoothie that I like to make for myself, okay. and then I'll give you the smoothie that my nieces and nephews love. So I don't, I have a neutral bullet somewhere, but I use my Vitamix. And, um, oh, what I do, Vitamixes yeah. are great. They're very expensive, though. Yeah, they're, they're, they're costly, but they last forever. Yeah, they do. So if I'm going to make one for me, I'm going I'm to break it down to the final compound. I'm, I'm going to make, first of all, I'm going to make my own nut milk. Oh, it's, it's wow. two. You can go wow. almond, but if you don't have a, a bag where you can um, 
you know, seed it through and get, yeah. you know, get the, and when the stuff that you get, that's almond flour You can dehydrate what's left from the almonds. And now you have your almond flour. So is that what almond flour is? That's what it like is. Pulverized almond pulp pulverized that's dried yeah, up. That's almond pulp. Yeah. Okay. But let's just keep it easy. I'll grab some pecans, a little bit of water. I'll add a pinch of salt. I won't sweeten that because I'm going to sweeten my smoothie. I'll blend that up. It turns white. You don't need to pass it through a um, nut milk bag. Can you never say nut milk bag ever again? <laughs> Pause. How they do it? I can't even do it. Nut milk bag. Pause. <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be one of our rebrands. By the nut scrotum. <laughs> it's so ripe for it's yeah. so ripe for I know it's 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 low hanging fruit. It's no pun intended. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. <laughs> Baba. All right, so then I'll, I'll I'll pour that into like a container. So I got my nut milk. Pour a little bit of nut milk into the Vitamix. I'll take a frozen banana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll also take a little bit of avocado. Mm. Some avocado in there that thicken it up. Thicken it up. Like, yeah. Yeah. To sweeten it, I'll use some dates. Yeah. Take a couple of dates, slice those up, drop them in the uh via Vitamix. If I was selling a Vitamix, I'm like, you ain't even got to cut them up. Just drop them in. But you know, take the seeds out if they got if they got pits in them, take that out. I'll use dates to sweeten it. And then I'm gonna go with I'm gonna make my version of a Wendy's Frosty, right? Or I'll do like a chocolate peanut butter, like a Reese's Pieces like smoothie, right? So I would take cacao. Cacao. And I'll pour that in there to give it the chocolate flavor. If I want to add some protein to it, I'll put a scoop of like pea protein in there and maybe yeah. some rice protein. Then if I want to add a little bit more protein, I'll put some hemp seeds in there. Mm. For the peanut butter, I would either use almond butter mm-hmm. or peanut butter, you know, if I yeah. want to do that. And then I would uh, add some ice and I, I might add some chia seeds, a little bit of flax for some fiber. Yeah. And blend that puppy up and I and I got that rolling. I mean that's advanced, you know, AP smoothie level. Uh that's like a PhD smoothie right there. Mine is like a bachelor. I have a bachelor of smoothie. You have a PhD. And then the one that my kids love, they call it the Uncle Owen smoothie. It's basically they love straw the strawberry banana. So I would freeze yeah. some strawberries, freeze some bananas, use some dates to sweeten it. I would make the almond milk in front of them sometimes because they mm. really they get excited about that and I let them, you know, pass it. That's cool. Them. Sometimes I might add a little bit of um uh a little bit of protein or whatever. And sometimes I might sneak in some spinach or something like that if they don't mind it being green. I mean, look, your smoothies seem like you can eat one and then not have to eat for three days. Like they seem very <laughs> dense. Well, that's what it is, brother, because in the morning you you breaking that fast, brother. That's why it's called <laughs> break fast and you <laughs> this is how they talk you want to break that fast with something that's easily digestible i don't know why you just turn into like a black israelite that's the the brothers that are in it you know what i'm saying one time i was in this uh in the sauna of this gym i stopped going to the gym after this this brother was in there running it down he was like a lot of times you're not hungry you thirsty brother you just want water he, i don't know who he was talking to <laughs> It out loud. He had a towel on his head. He was just like talking to himself in the yeah. sauna. You no. thirsty, brother. You just want water. That's what you need. And I was like, he makes a good point, but why is he yelling it? <laughs> I'm here for relaxation. It. I did not want a free nutritionist consultation. Yeah, you hungry. You thirsty. I'm so sorry to do this to all of you, but let's deep dive. Aquafaba. 
Aquafaba is the liquid that's left behind after cooking or canning legumes, typically chickpeas. It has the ability to mimic the texture and binding properties of egg whites in recipes like meringues, mayonnaise, even vegan macarons. But vegans annoy me, so I went on a deep dive to find out why it's not healthy. So here goes. Number one, BPAs. Many canned goods are lined with bisphenol A. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right. A chemical that interferes with our hormones. You'll also find it in plastics and baby items. Strike one, aquafaba. Number two, canned stuff has tons of sodium. No bueno. And number three, it's just freaking gross. It's slimy bean pus. There, I said it. It's bean sludge that vegans gave a cool name to and now they want us to have it. No, we're not going to, okay? All right, I think I'm done. Sorry, one of my exes was vegan and she broke my heart. I'm just projecting. I want to get to the questions that I ask every guest, uh, which is going to uh, spur more fun food talk. What is your earliest food memory? Oh, wow. Probably my grandmother used to make these cinnamon raisin buns for me. So, so my, my whole family, my mom's side is from Asbury Park, New Jersey and Neptune, mm-hmm. New Jersey. And I grew up in Prince George's County, Maryland. So we would drive up. You go wherever grandma is. So every holiday that we were going to celebrate it up in um, New Jersey. And for our ride home, my grandma would always wake up very early in the morning and make me, before Cinnabon, like I think even existed, because this was in the late 70s, early 80s, she would make me homemade, fresh cinnamon rum buns, and cinnamon, cinnamon raisin buns. And I would be eating them in the car. They were just like the best with the with the icing and just wow. watching her do that from scratch. And the other thing, I used to always go in her kitchen and go and go, I'm hungry, but it's no food. And then she would have me sit down and she would go in and just make stuff from scratch and come out with like and, and, and we used to always have a Thanksgiving and stuff. We would have a dessert table and everyone would make a dessert. Like you wouldn't buy. If you bought something in from the store, it was like, oh, who you get disowned from the family. Are you adopted? Yeah, people were like <laughs> me. <laughs> and then it was like a great way for community because folks from the neighborhood would all come over to have dessert. You know what I mean? So you would see people, you know, they would eat their dinner at their house, but they couldn't wait to come to our home, you know, in Jersey yeah. to get some dessert yours are the very wholesome food memories i mean it sounds like a like a black norman rockwell painting i know man i know <laughs> wasn't no wasn't no hood uh sorry it wasn't no uh <laughs> everybody get in the tub they shooting sorry like i love you i have to apologize <laughs> okay what is your death row meal so let's think of a reason you're in death row well i, well, I don't i don't like that phrasing i would have to say what's my last meal like when i'm done <laughs> and i'm old and everybody, I don't want nothing to do with jail. <laughs> you don't want it to be in death on death row. Okay, nah, fine. Man, all right. All right. If, I, if, it was, if I was on death row, it would be something that would make me shit. Because I want them to have to clean up. <laughs> After I'm out. Yo, you know, there was a writer that I really wanted to have on the podcast. He wrote all these like food history books. But he's like really serious, like British guy takes himself way too seriously. And I sent him these fucking questions. And he wrote back this like three-page email about why he won't be doing my podcast because I'm I'm talking about death row and I'm not thinking about all the wrongfully accused oh. that have been on death. I'm like, thank God you're not doing my podcast. That's hilarious. All right, so what is your last meal? 
Probably. And as I'm talking about, you know, plant based and raw food, I want something probably. <laughs> I want a I want a live cow that I have to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And a chainsaw. <laughs> I want some of that. What's that? What's that gourmet beef that's $200 a... Yeah, like a ounce. Wagyu beef? Yeah, Co- I want Kobe a Wagyu beef. beef pizza. Oh, yeah. I love pizza, too. My, my wife wanted me to tell you that I used to um, work at Domino's in high school. No way. Yeah, man. And I made the pizzas so good. People would call and compliment <laughs> the pizzas. What are you talking about? Let me tell you. It's a people, very corporate way you make the pizza. I assume they're like, take no, let me tell you what happened plastic. to me. No, let me, yeah, man. I used to love it. Like putting up, listen, throwing the thing up. I used to do tricks with the dough. People would come in and watch me make the pizza. And then I would make the pizza and I would put the stuff all on it. And people would call in. And I grew up in an area where people didn't give a lot of compliments like out loud. You know what I mean? They, and they were calling you were here. I, I remember still that that's the best extravaganza I ever had in my life. Extravaganza. <laughs> <That> extravaganza. <laughs> and I, and I knew I made it right. And so then I, I I'm walking around just thinking I'm doing a great service for the community and the people loving the people. They pulled me in the room and they said, yeah, you're putting too many toppings on these pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> We got to scare you back. I was, I was like, my hands are big. I don't know. Nah, man, these people, they're happy. Yeah, but you can't. And so. Yeah, like we are we are hemorrhaging money. I mean, I loved it so much. They offered me my own store. Come on. I was in high school and the manager offered me and I, I could have been like pizza king. Can I tell you something? I, look, I'm a, I love good pizza. I'm a big pizza yeah. snob. But yeah. if the pizza's not going to be amazing, I'd much rather just have Domino's. Like, I'd rather have a Domino's than like a middling pizza. Yes, I'm, I'm with you, man. Domino's, come on, send us. I'm, we Yo. want a franchise. <laughs> Me and Dan franchise. want a franchise in every college market. <laughs> the Yo. colleges we used to work, Dan. We want a Domino's pizza. Hit us up, Domino's. We got this. I can't front. I loved working there, man. I like, since we've been on strike, I've walked past a few going, huh? <laughs> Bro, you are going on so many tangents that we're actually right going to be eating your last meal by the time this podcast. Okay, is okay, no, no, okay, okay. It's going to be the last oh, meal you've ever had because we're all going to die. A Here's a left. I will probably do something because I, I I grew up in Maryland. I grew up in Maryland. I'll probably do something with crab, like something something nice with you know some big the biggest crab legs. You know, do like a Maryland crab feast, have soft shell crab. I'll probably do something with crabs. You like that Old Bay? Get a bunch of Old Bay in there? Which is another ingredient I use in my young tuna. (laughs) Yo, Old Bay is a very underrated seasoning that I think is not used enough. I know. I I went to school in Maryland, so I I had a little taste of of that Maryland cuisine. Yeah, man. Um, My favorite potato chips were Utz. Utz crab potatoes. Utz. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Royal Farm, it's all coming back. Remember Royal Farm? It's like, oh yeah, man. <laughs> okay, what is the best high end meal you've ever had? And I swear to God, if it's some fucking hippy dippy crossroads raw food, I'm gonna come over to your house right now and shove a raw carrot up your ass. No, I went to some. I had one of those course. I mean, where did my wife and I was? We went to Providence. That was oh, okay. That's that was one. good. I loved. I loved that. My wife and I said this year. Now we're going to strike, but like next time we make a little bit of money, we want to start going to what what are those stars that get the Michelin star restaurants? Well, Providence has a Michelin star. Yeah. And we um, enjoyed how they walked us through like, you know, all yeah. the courses and stuff. So I would say that was delicious. But I'm trying to think 
I'm drawing a blank on that one, man. I tried to think of because it's like normally I love watching other people get pleasure out of, you know, eating. So I love taking my wife paces. And if she says it's great, then I'm ecstatic. You're like those guys who are like, I want, you know, those guys who are like, I want you to fuck my wife just so you can see her having pleasure. <laughs> no, so no, you, no. you find someone on the street, you're like, I want you, I'm going to pay for your meal in there. Sit by the window so I can watch. <laughs> Like, okay, sir. Like, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> what do you call it? A cuck? I'm a cuck with food. That's my new OnlyFans, guys. You're going to watch me. That's your kink. That's your kink. That's my kink. I'm buying food for other <laughs> other, other women. Yes. I like to see you having pleasure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't think it's of a It's okay. Spot. It's okay. Wow. Guys, for and once I'm- in this podcast, Owen is at a loss for words. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to go to the next question, which is, what's the best low-end meal you've ever had? This could be like a street taco, a pizza. Man, I, was in, I did some college in um, Arizona, and they took me across the border to Mexico. I don't remember the spot, though. It was the mm. best. It was the best steak taco I had, chicken taco, best guacamole. They made it right in front of me. I don't, mm. Something about their beef and meat. I was like, this is insane. Like, yeah. I would be... I was like, why are they coming to America again? Like, stay here. This is amazing. <laughs> and it was so affordable. I was like, do y'all know y'all could be charging? <laughs> they so be like, Owen Smith was caught uh, illegally crossing the border <laughs> the other way. Yeah. Man, it was so good, man. And them cats, like, it's like they didn't even know what they had. It yeah. was so dope. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed That's it uh, immensely. I, I would say that. Are you a big drinker? Do you get drunk? Nah. No. Nah, All right, really. so we'll skip those and go to who's your favorite celebrity food personality? I like them for the wrong reasons. Uh, let me say, well, here's what I love about celebrity food people. They feel like like some of them I watch and I go, that dude's a criminal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and okay. Then me and my wife will look it up like, you knew they were in prison. Wait, who are you talking about? It was some woman I was watching on one. I go, she been to jail, man. And we looked it up. It's like, yeah, because they don't play, man. They got, they got this. They, they put on this, um, you know, likable personality. But I feel like some of them will cuss you out off camera, man. And I love that about them. Like, oh, like, I'm watching them like, ooh, this dude, this all he got. Like, you know, because I, I used to play basketball a little bit. There's a difference between people who are playing basketball for enjoyment and people who are playing basketball because they already have two kids. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Some of these chefs are like, oh, this dude, oh, this is. <laughs> so I like watching them try to be, they're not trained like we are to be like, you know, like if you, if you were in that space, you would run circles around them as far as like with banter and stuff like that. But they know how to, they're technically sound. So it's kind Give of. Give me a fun. name, though. You don't have a name? You don't have a, a person? Um, I'm going to tell you the ones that I like that do it well. Yeah. That I, you know, I like, I do like Bobby Flay. I like uh-huh. his, I like his vibe. I like Sonny Anderson. Sonny is the barbecue person? Sonny does kind of, they're kind of moving her around now, kind of yeah. like. There's this new brother that um, he wears. He's so funny, man. He's, he has like a lot of kids and he wears hats because his hairline is like, moving back he's like in beautiful shape this guy has an amazing body but he has like you know the early lebron like he has like cool yeah. goals, but his hairline is so far back so he's he, every time you see him he always has on like a bigger hat 
like after commercial break it's pretty funny is he on food uh, network or yeah i think he does like food wars or something like that i love uh-huh. that guy man i i feel like they they all like cool people to hang out there's also a woman she's kind of round she's always a judge in all the shows you cannot bs her like she reminds me of like every english teacher i ever had black or like, white He's white. I think she might be Italian. Oh, Alex Guarnicelli or some shit. I think that's her. Yeah, I love her, man. She seems like if she like you, she like you. Yeah. But if she don't like you, she can work with you. But you you can tell... Because to me, I don't know. I I could just see it. So I can see that they can't hide it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. I would say, who's your favorite? Who do you like? I mean, Dana Dude is really doing it for me these days. Ah, (laughs) I didn't know you were on the table, man. No, man. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah, yeah, of course you, yeah. man. Let me give you an alternative recipe for those food people that you just gave. Yeah, instead, you can use a little dash of Danadute juice. You need to say you are also in- included in that question. Because, uh, of course, man. But yeah, what I'm, I'm obsessed with, some of them are like uncomfortable, like, you know, talking about it. But they're so gangster, like cooking it just it just it brings me joy to watch them oh my god i feel like we need to start a cooking show called like prison wars where people in prison have to like it's like a cooking competition that takes place in prison yeah and the winner days. gets their sentence reduced that's hilarious <laughs> oh you know who, I, who guy guy what's his name guy Fior, guy fieri I, I think he, he's just undeniable right like i think everybody likes him yeah I don't I don't know if he's I feel like he might not be that nice. <laughs> something about him. <laughs> something about him is like I don't know, man. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on that cat. I, I like mean, that your whole thing with celebrity with these celebrities is that you try to figure out what is actually going on in their lives. Yeah, like, yeah, man. That person yeah. was in prison. That person went to prep school. I know it. Well, it was Guy it was from, a it was a funny thing. Like my wife and I we used to play this game, like we would watch celebrities and we would go Black, white, white, white. Like, we would watch that. We were like, oh, he look like he got white, white. Like, uh, we would look it up. Oh, you were right. Oh, you know, it's just fun. Oh, like, my no, God. That's hilarious. No, Black, nobody white. cares, but it's just funny, right? It's just a fun, like. And so then when I started watching Food Network, <laughs> I was like, she definitely went to jail. And so me and my wife would laugh. And I would look it up. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. When you're giving somebody a critique, you know what I mean? You got to yeah. know who you're talking to. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. It's like. Yo, my girl, she gonna meet you around back if you if you, don't, if you talk to her slick. <laughs> By the way, black wife, white wife is my new favorite Jeopardy category. Oh man, we play that all the time with politicians, <laughs> with whatever you know, anybody that that comes out, and it's only people that want to speak on behalf. What of would you have thought of Obama? Would you think Obama black wife or white wife? I, I you know, I didn't think he had a, a white wife. No, so, no. I could see Obama going either way, but I also, but I also didn't know he had a white mom either. Like when I right. first saw him, so yeah. so it's like he got his white out out the way with with the mom. <laughs> but if he if he didn't have a white mom, he might not. But it, uh, to right. me, and I want to make it clear: hey, I have a white stepmom. What now? I'm like my best friends, or I don't care. <laughs> it's just it's just a funny like cultural temperament thing, like kind of how people like vibe oh no 100 percent. it's uh there's no no shade no shade no 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 fine man fine love it's it's hard enough out there find somebody (laughs) find somebody make sure you're gonna take your medicine 
<laughs> we only do it once someone kind of steps out and they go, what the black community needs to do. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Let's check their resume. <laughs> okay, okay. Where they get away, you know. <laughs> what is your desert island food? So and you come from an island. You're an island person. You're trapped on a desert island. Uh, there's one food you're going to eat for the rest of your life. You will never get tired of it. What is it going to be? Oh, man. I hate to be very black, but uh, very, very ripe watermelon. It's great mm. for you. It's great for your skin. Yeah. Because, you know, I could be a fruitarian, brother. I could just eat those fruits. <laughs> you've, been, you've been training for this moment your whole life. <laughs> I could eat those fruits because, you know, and drink that water. I think watermelon's a good one. It's very hard to get watermelon. tired of watermelon. Yeah. Is it still cliche to do the black person watermelon thing? Or is that just like, is that hack at this point? Well, you is know that what I came from? I'm going to give your listeners a little context. So let's go. Uh, during Reconstruction, brother. I was. <laughs> oh, it's the guy from the so, sauna. It's, it's the dude from the sauna. <laughs> so after, no, after slavery, during Reconstruction, I think that's the right period, time period or whatever. Um, a lot of newly freed slaves um, because they worked the land, da, da, how Nike has the sneaker game, they had the watermelon crop, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and they were, it was very prosperous. It was almost like an, an economy for, for, for ex, you know, slaves. And so in different kind of company, if certain white folks wanted to say something negative, they would call black folks, you know, watermelon growers. Oh, okay. So I'm saying a watermelon, instead of saying the N-word. Right. That's how it like harbored like the negative thing. But but then those those black folks becoming so prosperous, then as you know, you, you know, they won't teach this part in Florida, but then you know, certain white folks started just <laughs> helping themselves to the uh the the water. <laughs> uh. And so and then they we we didn't have that as an economy. But back in the day, because to grow watermelon, it, it takes, you know, some type, you know, a certain type of knowledge of the land and the skill and the sun and you know. Yes. Wow. Very interesting. I'm so amazed at how that stereotype was able to like be that strong and live for so long, right? Because But do you think that black people not genetically but there is a propensity for black people liking the fruit watermelon because of cultural reasons that it started from there, that it ended up being a part of the diet that it came in through? Or is it complete bullshit? Black people, this is like Mythbusters. Do black people love watermelon just as much as non-black people? Well, for me, I would just answer that question saying, like, you cannot refute how good it is for you. Like, it's no. just, it's just one of those essential things that does so many great things for your body, your digestive system, all this stuff that a lot of black folks back in the day, they were given like the worst parts of everything and had to make some kind of meal out of it. Yeah. It, and it's delicious, man. <laughs> it is. I, I mean, look, hot day. as a Persian, we are a pomegranate people. We I love, love pomegranate. We can't get enough of pomegranate. Yeah. Now, I don't think that it's in my DNA that I'm a pomegranate person. <laughs> Yeah, but, no, I don't think it's in my DNA at all. Culturally, we are around pomegranates a lot growing up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious if it's stuck or it's just still that stereotype that's that's just living on. Man, I'm going to tell you, man, saying fried chicken and watermelon, just that combination. It's like, what, what can you do to refute? Like, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it stinks. <laughs> like, uh, but I mean, but there was also like, 
a lot of money poured into like imagery and campaigns, right? That kind of just that, that live like in the indoctrination of it, you know, just right. to sell it. Just like the bacon lobby, like, you know about that, right? Bacon was almost going out of business and then they, you know, partnered it with burgers. And so everybody needs bacon on a burger, but that wasn't always the case. But you Oh, interesting. Pictures. I yeah, didn't know you that. Think, yeah, bacon burger. Yeah, it's like drinking milk or eating an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Like, there were these great campaigns. Yeah. You know, and the chicken and watermelon and how we eat it and those visuals, like that was done purposefully. We should do something about the marketing teams from back then. <laughs> There's this one dude, I forget his name, but I did a, uh, he came up in another podcast, but he's like this one marketing genius who was responsible for creating the uh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day thing. Yeah. Yeah. He created like Betty Crocker, like instant cakes. Yeah, man. Um, and the fascinating thing about these instant cakes was that yeah. the Betty Crocker people, they made an instant cake that literally was like, you just throw it in a micro. It was a microwavable cake. And in the 1950s, and they workshopped it with these housewives, and they fucking hated it. And yeah. they realized they hated it because they felt like they were useless now, because oh, wow. that was what they were useful for. So instead, they made the cake, instead of making the actual cake done, they had like a bag of ingredients and so the housewife had to add eggs and milk and do their own thing to mix it up to feel like they were making a cake and then it sold like hotcakes that's so wild that's a great story is there a food that you can't stand eating i don't even know if i want this out doing permanent record <laughs> here we go uh okay i can say I'll, I'll, I'll go this way i don't like fruit cake there you go that's a good oh one. yeah that's pretty good no one yeah. that's pretty gross my, was my, that the one that you were scared of saying? It sounds no, like was... no. There was another. There was another. It was a cultural one. Yeah, give it to me. Come on, man. <laughs> I never liked macaroni and cheese, and so if oh, you say that around black people, they go, "You don't like macaroni and cheese." And then I made a plant-based <laughs> macaroni and cheese from um, Tabitha Brown. I kind of like remixed one of her recipes. Loved it. Like, what is it made with? Like tapioca starch or some shit. Nah, man. It's, a, it's like <laughs> something. What does she put in it? It's so it's so cool. She'll do, you know, just squash. She uses nutritional yeast. She uses plant-based cheese. And she uses a few more ingredients. And it's nice and creamy. Yeah. And I, and I think what, what ruined mac and cheese for me, because I used to eat it a lot when I was a kid. I eat my I, I do eat my sister-in-law's now. Hers is good. I'm I'm over it. But I think I heard like I heard it when it was cold and that sound it made like that little sound, that yeah. like when somebody was like dishing it up, it made this sound. Then and then like I got a smell of it, and I was just I was like I'm done. And so my family <laughs> would tease me every year, like, "Hey, Owen, we saved you some mac and cheese," like because it's almost like a cardinal sin to be a black American and not like mac and cheese. People's voice go high. You don't believe in cheese, like you might as well say you don't believe in God. Like, you, don't believe in God. <laughs> like, you know what's actually interesting about that is. Uh, the person who brought mac and cheese to America yeah. was the best chef in America in the late 1700s, oh. uh, early 1800s, yeah. and he was a slave. Interesting. He was a slave. He was Thomas Jefferson's slave. Oh, well, there you go. All yeah. Right. And he went and trained in Paris while oh, yeah. Thomas Jefferson was uh, the ambassador there. And... Uh, Brought back heard, the first macaroni machine and like brought out back these recipes. I heard he also did he bring back the potato chip too or the French fry or something like that. The French fry 
I don't think he brought the French fry. The no, that was a different black chef though. Uh-huh. The yeah. the French fry was there was a chef in upstate New York who was cooking for like a Rockefeller or something, yeah. and he wanted the fries he kept returning the fries because they weren't well done enough and then so he just like sliced them as thin as he could just to fuck with them and be like what about these yeah you happy and the guy was like why yes i am man i love that's no i can't i love potato chips man yeah i love making them i make them at home now sometimes homemade potato chips are fucking fire Dude, i love and potato nuts. chips so much i even tried to make a raw I, I you can dehydrate like potatoes and make a raw potato chip oh my god fucking let's just end this right now let's just end this last question a raw potato chip it's not a potato chip it's sliced fucking raw potato i'm telling you okay use that mandolin you get it nice and thin (laughs) doesn't matter you're like yeah instead of frying it in oil just like drench it in vegetable broth raw food food, you use oil that's the thing raw food you do use oil what is your or what are your restaurant pet peeves you tell me if this is too much. Bro. James Hemmings. That was the name of the of the chef. Sally Hemmings' brother, by the way. Oh, that's, I, I, I was about to say that as a joke. I was literally about to say it. I was probably Sally Hemmings. That's how he got access to the kitchen. So um, I always wanted to do a video because there's this narrative out there that says black people don't tip. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not true. But you have to understand if you go, if it's a restaurant, don't ask us if we want a straw. Give us a straw. Give mm-hmm. us extra napkin. Give us extra butter. <laughs> Make sure the food is, is is hot. Don't ask us if we want hot sauce. Just bring it. If you do that stuff, think about it, man. We we got we got to tip her. She's, we have no choice but to tip her. She, either either they're gonna tip you or request you every time they come in. Like, hey, is Gloria working? <laughs> <laughs> man, sit us in Gloria section. We'll wait. We'll wait. Sit in Gloria section. Gloria was on it. You know. <laughs> So I wanted to like help bridge the gap of communication when because I don't like when I'll put it to you like this. When I go out to eat in Atlanta, they get it. <laughs> the yeah. whole experience is just like, yeah. But if you go out to like the same kind of chain type spot in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. you're gonna get funneled through just their corporate training and right because I, I would read stuff online when they go if i see a table for the black people coming in i don't want them but it's like no that could be your best table if you just tweak a few things yeah know? and so it's not really uh you know us against them or whatever it's just like just tweak a few little things man and you will crush it they will fight for you they will be telling you promote her y'all need right. to give gloria y'all not paying gloria enough. they will be your biggest advocate man I love it. That's a good PSA. That's a good PSA. Owen, this has been so much fun. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, let's see. Owen Smith, the number four real on all uh, social media. And uh, my website, I guess, is uh, owensmithisfunny.com. <laughs> I need better naming too, Dan. My stuff is long. but And I'm always at the Comedy Store Laugh Factory or Improv here in L.A. Yeah, Owen is extremely funny. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very funny to watch live if he's uh, in your town. Who was it who gave you? You got like a crazy shout out once. Was it Rogan on yeah, Rogan, something? Yeah, Rogan on? Gave, me, gave me a few of them. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm doing his room in December. Um, oh, fantastic! December, first weekend, first week of December, I'm doing uh, Joe Rogan's room. I think it's called the Mothership. The Mothership, yeah, in the Austin. Mothership in Austin. So please come out, fill that room out. 
I got to feed these kids, man. I and, love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, brother. This has been love so you, much man. fun. Great. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.